Welcome, guys. It's another episode of the Mississippi Hummingbird Recordings. I'm here joined with Lorena Quiros, um, the founder of the Immigrant Alliance for Justice and Equity. Lorena, it's been a while since we've actually had you on the episode, and it's for unfortunate reasons this time. Tell us a little bit about what you're going through, uh, specifically with this round of storms that seems to be always plaguing Mississippi. Yeah. Oof. Hey, Andres. Um, it's always good to see you. Uh, let's see. Um, last time we were talking about the water crisis, so it was in another crisis. And it looks like we go from crisis to crisis in Mississippi. Um, one thing is that, um, you know, I, I Mississippi and its community has, has withstood, you know, through all these things. Uh and, and I want to say, you know, we're resilient and we're going to make it and all that good stuff that sounds so pretty. But damn it, like, why do we have to be so resilient, right? Like, why is it que nos pegan de, de, if it's not like water, it's not infrastructure because of the racist system. It's like and now it's like la, la naturaleza and then like the policies is it's de, todo de todos los lados that, that we are getting hit. Um, so right now, um, yes, there's been several storms. Um, to, um, and I'm in the car because we have no Wi-Fi. We have no electricity. Um, but uh, uh, the storms came through on Thursday and Friday. And when we woke up, um, we got to the building. We arrived and we saw that the building, that the techo, that the roof had was folded in half. So, you know, in a minute we'll go over there so you guys can look. But as I was coming in, there's like a little, um, you go up a hill and down and I saw the building. And at first I was like, what the heck is that? Like, did somebody drop something over it, like a parachute? And as I was getting closer, I saw that it was a roof. Um, and, you know, the building is beautiful. It's a brick building. It's 6,000 square feet. It has murals uh, on the outside that have like, Latino people, brown people, indigenous folks. And uh, the outside still looks amazing. But as you walk in, as we walked in, um, you know, Efren was already there. Some of the staff was already there. And fortunately, um, we were having a meeting. Uh, we were supposed to have a meeting early in the morning with the Mississippi for Green New Deal Hub, which is a hub that has been responding to climate change. And we were going to be the place where everybody... Um, would um would gather and then we'd have a plan right for emergency response and so the right people were here we had some folks from alabama we had like um, mississippi rising coalition leah our friend morris and aton and uh we were able to document some of the things that happened because of the climate disaster a lot of water damage because the roof is obviously off we did get some volunteers, some community that came down and actually tarped the entire roof over the bent roof, the spaces that, um, you know, that were uncovered. So they went in, we had to buy about six huge tarps and, and nail it down. Um, we had a lot of folks come in and, and try to, um, you know, pick up the debris, wash it off because, you know, I, well, I don't know if you know, but like water damage is insidious. Um, it seems like everything is okay and that you clean it up. And then that water that has seeped in or uh, been absorbed into the material 
you know, it'll get heavy and then pieces of the ceiling will start popping down. And um, I've been through this once before. So I knew and we did what we could. We moved items into a place that seemed secure, uh, you know, called the insurance. A lot of folks are calling insurance. So we still haven't had an adjuster. And then when we showed up um, yesterday, there was even more damage. So it did rain. It did rain uh, twice. We were we had heavy storms yesterday, and and um, and a lot of there was even more water damage. The area that we thought was safe, we see the sheetrock already, you know, um, soaked and spaces that have worn uh, developed water stain stains. So we went ahead and rented out a U-Haul and two storage buildings to hold. A huge amount of office supplies, TVs, um, art, because the art is special. Like we have four years worth worth of art that are that are community created. And uh also like we do have a lot of personal we, we deal a lot with vulnerable communities, so we hold a lot of their uh, their their items, they're under lock and key, so we had to, you know, move that. And, uh, and here we are, and I really want to close up the building because I don't want, we don't want anybody to, you know, be exposed if there's any any more water damage. Um, thank God, like I said, on, on Friday when the compañeros were here, they pulled down a lot of the things that were wet and discarded it immediately, but you don't know what else could be, you know, happening behind the walls uh, so that's where we are right now we we had some amazing young people like 16 17 year olds pulling things out uh we have staff here that showed up we have compañeros uh, that uh are moving right now because we loaded the truck now we need somebody to unload it so the new kind of like a new shift came over and they're at the storage building i just got a call from efren who said that um who said that we're going to need another storage and so um you know we're going to have to do with the storage and then we're feeding folks so in a minute the food should come in and hopefully uh folks can come in and enjoy a little bit of you know community conversation and but I've ram I've, i'm rambling because this is the first time that i say it out loud you know like it's in your head and you know and now it's like coming out this is the first time i've said everything like that's happening right now. And Lorena, you know, this building, it's almost a year old or, or just over a year old. I remember when you guys first opened it. And like you said, it's beautiful murals. It, it serves such an important role there in downtown Jackson. Um, what has it been like for the past week or so not being able to congregate the way that you guys are used to, uh, I'm I'm looking at you're you guys doing Zoom calls now solely if you can't meet in person. Um, what is that like? Because I know a lot of Yahe is spread around. It's not just in Jackson city limits, but it, it's around Central Mississippi. Yeah. So Yahe, we have um what we call comités and promotores. So we we do leadership development, and our leadership development um has to do with organizing in communities organizing around health and organizing around labor. So those three like buckets of organizing and then we have youth organizing and the youth pretty much decide what's the next issue they're going to organize around. Mm -hmm. um, and so this is like, this is like central base. 
but a lot of the work does happen in like in trailer parks, like at people's homes. Um, but this is where the entire staff congregates, you know, once a week. We do have staff that's here all the time because we run, um, well, we have a space where we teach English as a second language classes. We've been doing that. Um, we also have an ID program. So people come in, take pictures, and they're mem it's really membership IDs. So they're members of Yahe, they become members, but it's a beautiful ID that actually, um, I don't have one with me, but it actually has a, um, a, a, a QR code that if anyone were to click on it, it directs them to our website. And in our website, it says that a staff of Yahe has verified that this is who they say they are. And they and we have we have seen either their birth certificate, their passport, or whatever ID they've shown us from their country of origin. So we can say, hey, this person is so-and-so. And that membership card has been useful. Um, and we are working for it to be, you know, even uh, further its use. It's been useful like in WIC programs, it's been useful at schools and even like in Wells Fargo. And so this place has become, you know, a, a central paid place. And I just want to say, we've had this building under eight months. So what we've done in eight months is really all because of community. Like there's never been un lugar para la comunidad latina, hispana, indígena, and this is it. Like this is everybody here, you know, is is brown. You know, everybody here is from Central or South America or out of this country. Uh, so it's it's been a little bit. It, it was very heartbreaking. Uh, today, you know, we all we got to see each other again, and we made some plans to have. You know, we we have the Zoom, the Zoom call set up because we do need to you know communicate, and then. Um, I spoke to a compañera, um, her name is Rakia, to see if there's any office space that we can borrow for the next three months. Because I estimate at least three months of us um, not being able to be in this building for safety reasons and also as we rebuild. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, a lot of your members as well. Um, also, I'm sure going through damages and, and cleaning up as well. Tell me a little bit about how the region as a whole, how landed. Yeah overall has been dealing with this repeated band of storms really in this region of Mississippi. Yeah, um, you, you're right. And because usually we would have a lot more folks just being here in community. Um, West, South Jackson um, and parts of downtown Jackson um, have been without power since Friday. Um, and what we hear is one of the worst power outages since Katrina. Uh, and so that means no electricity. We do have, usually, again, this is the place where like the Latino you know, community came in to take baths, to get water. We built a bathroom so that people can, you know, can take a shower. We, we can't use it. So that that's, you know, especially painful. Um, but we, we have community members que son mayores de edad or that may have a chronic disease and that may, you know, may need to use um, electricity and also to charge people's um, items. So we have centers. There's, um, we're also part of the Mississippi Rapid Response Coalition. So we were all, creamos un lugar central so that folks can call in and then we can deliver, or the Mississippi Response Coalition can deliver um, food for folks that need food, um, that aren't able to cook. 
like we have community members like that are our members that have like the both of their cars been taken out by the storm uh so we we are providing what we can which is uh we do have some money for emergency receipts uh relief so we're providing either like a small grant to help them and also we can cover their hotels usually Efren is on the field so if he knows of someone that needs a hotel room he will take them to the hotel room book it with our credit card so we're we're trying also to to do a little bit of that but it's been very difficult because because of and it's so unfortunate it's unfortunate but also um we're grateful that no one was hurt grateful that you know that we're able to like you can rebuild but you know mi mamá decía no hay nada que no se pueda arreglar solamente la muerte right so you can make you can fix things you can you can make things better and Lorena you know it's just remarkable that you guys are still working after what has happened um but tell me you know other than your work the rapid responses work other community groups churches the like all that stuff what has Jackson city government or Mississippi state government done if anything to help, you know, like you said, we, we've been dealing multiple days, almost a week of some communities with no power, multiple weeks since some of the worst of the storms have passed, you know, what is that looking like? Well, as usual state, if it ever responds, it, it, there hasn't been a response here in Heights County, um, local government so the mayor declared a state of emergency which set up um you know we've been in calls with the red cross there's the Hines county disaster relief coalition too so they've been on high alert so locally because we've been organizing with community and community and cob's community uh, cdo's community-based organizations there's been hubs of coalitions that have been able to organize like i mentioned to, to the food hotel rooms and creating centers that's been very local statewide i have not seen any any statewide decree any response um as a matter of fact the mississippi uh help for a green new deal that was helping us on friday is right now responding to moss point because of the devastation that happened overnight like you mentioned right over there and so they're over there responding so it's all local all volunteers all folks like you and I that like, okay, after work, we're running, having to deal with our own, like my house. Okay. So my house was also hit. We had some tree. We had a little bit of damage. We had plenty. After they finished working here, some young folks went, pulled down the the huge branches off my roof. And then one of the compañeros actually came down, cut it all up and placed it neatly in front of my house. Like literally I have been blessed you know uh, check my roof for damage said that it was minor get somebody to fix it don't call insurance so i don't have to you know so we we've all been dealing with with our personal issues what's happening to our to our it's more than a place of work right because it's, it's also our our center and then also responding to to you know other other folks and other statewide um things that haven't happened and then environmental justice. I know that's one of the big things that you, you guys are really pushing. Um, tell me, how does this fall and some of that environmental justice work that you guys have been promoting? Uh, I know it's not your first rodeo. You know, th this time last year, we were dealing with a water crisis. Now we're dealing with a weather crisis. We, we 
Yahe got pushed into environmental justice. So we move, we move somebody from one bucket to the, we're like, hey, you respond to environmental justice. And she's like, what do I do? <laughs> and it's been like, you have to figure it out how to be, uh, how to do. And, and literally it's just responding to emergencies. So right now, because of, and it also seems planned. So right now, um, we, we had a young man that was helping us do some work in response to a, a project called One Lake. And this One Lake project is they're digging up a lake in areas of Jackson that is supposed to beautify our city and has been brought to all the way up to the uh, Biden's administration and saying, hey, this is going to help the water. Uh, but it's not true. They're using this message to kind of say that, hey, we're here to save Jackson, which is led by uh, it's black lead. And those areas that are going to be dug up are going to result into flooding in the surrounding South and West Jackson, which are primarily black and now heavily brown, right, undocumented folks. So here we are responding to a water crisis because our community had no idea what the heck was going on. Um, so we had to translate, we had to provide interpreters, we had to make sure that all the messaging that the city was putting out in English, we were sending not just via our, our Facebook, but also within our WhatsApps. And then we became that center, you know, that gave out water. So we kind of got pushed into environmental justice. But then all the intersections, because our folks are leaving, they've been displaced in Mexico and Guatemala, they're not able to produce, it's hot. Um, and so they're crossing borders. So they can find some relief here. And we're dealing with new immigrants that are moving into cities that have no water and they don't understand what's going on. So we we have been um, pushed into this space, but it's, you know, you as an organizer, you you, you got to do what you got to do so that community is able to to take care of ourselves. We say the powers in the people. Right. Mm -hmm. And and if we were to try to be that everything for everybody, we would fail completely. So it's about the community be be able to advocate for themselves by being able to have access to the information in, in their language, by knowing how to access the resources because they exist, by making sure that folks are understanding that they need to put this information out in different languages. And then when they're not doing it, we fill in the gaps with our own leaders by creating videos so that people can know what's going on. So that, that, this, now, now climate, and we know that we're going to be doing a lot more, a lot more than that, um, you know, in the coming, in the coming days. And so a lot of our issues, and we, you know, we want to make sure that people realize that also these, we're responding to these. We can't forget that we also have like folks that are, you know, being uh, persecuted by ICE. Like we recently were able to get uh, or compañero that has been organizing with us since the Redadas, you know, released. And so he has 90 days to work out a legal and a piece. And usually we're the one organizing around that, but now we're having to, to respond. So we need all hands on deck. I would say for like folks that are, that have any time to come and help us organize, that would be great. Uh, we need people that are interpreters. If anybody wants to volunteer and help us do videos or call in, like folks need to know. And of course, like folks organizing their communities, we do most of like that immediate um, response because a lot of the information does come to us since we are that that hub or we created that space here.
And then lastly, you know, I know you already mentioned the volunteers, but again, anybody who wants to help, how can they help? How can they reach out? So we have a Facebook page. They can private message us on the Facebook page. Um, they can, um, we have a website. I would say the best place right now would be like the Facebook page. We have an Instagram. They can come and help us. If you speak Spanish, that would be amazing. If not, you know, um, we have emptied out today. We're going to need a lot of help and probably tomorrow loading on and unloading. We're going to need people later on, but um, we're going to need help. I think if we have events, they're going to have to be held, you know, being held outside. Um, so we're going to have to make do with what we have. Um, and the adjuster is not coming until Thursday. So that's another thing. So we do need some funds to get us through this hump. Um, hopefully they'll see how extensive the damage is. Thank goodness we have insurance. Uh, but right now, the immediate thing is, you know, get gas so that people can come, uh, making sure that, you know, we're able to feed the folks that are here, make sure that like we're even, you know, we had to buy tarps to cover an entire 6,600 square foot building. So we do have an AgBlue account, a PayPal, and that's on our Facebook page. It's been shared. So sharing it will help. Um, and then when we rebuild, you know, we, we're going to need all hands on deck. Well, thank you so much, Lorena. Um, we'll be thinking about you, and hopefully we'll get a better update maybe in a week or so. Um, hopefully we get some donations coming in so we can also help monetarily. So. Thank you.